Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is why some people are child-free and childless. We're going to be able to understand why some people are choosing not to have children while other people want children but are unable to have them. Now, let's start with the people who are child-free. We see a lot of people experiencing being child-free. There's so many reasons why these people will never become parents. Now, some of them may give reasons that may be logical or practical why they don't want to be parents, right? And some of the reasons may be irrational and impractical. So we're going to find out some of these reasons. But some individuals are choosing to be child-free even though they're fertile and can conceive a child. They made a personal choice based on their values, lifestyle, and philosophy not to have any children. We do live in a westernized and individualist society that gives people the option of becoming a parent. Obviously, it's not mandatory for couples to reproduce or procreate. They're not automatically expected to have a child and options are available for individuals to decide when to conceive a child if they want it. The social structure and culture in Western society are not set up to encourage and facilitate parenthood at an early age. Okay, A lot of people are discouraged from having children at an early age. And we're going to find out some of the reasons. Let's go ahead and get started because we have a lot of information to cover. Now, parenthood is not prioritized. Society doesn't make parenthood a top priority anymore. It becomes the last option on the to-do list. The old traditional culture that mandated parenthood and placed emphasis on the importance of family have been replaced with the modern version of do as thy will. People are encouraged to engage in other activities that are more socially and personally rewarding. Living a child-free lifestyle is shown as the norm for people who are socially and financially upwardly mobile. This is something that we have to pay attention. The trend in society, basically, it has changed, right? People are no longer having children, or if they do have children, they're having smaller families. Now, we see all the things that are going on on social media. People are living their best lives. People are having fun. They're traveling. They're focused on their careers. They're focused on building their social network. They're focusing on socializing with their peers. They're seeking social validation. They don't have time for them to be parents. They don't have time for them to bring a child into the world to change their lifestyle. They really love doing what it is that they want to do. They want to be able to enjoy life and live on their own terms. And not having children give them that option. Because if they had children, they wouldn't be able to live that lifestyle. Now, is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? Now, many people can try to judge these people who choose to be child-free. Now, we can't really judge them and say that they're wrong, 
Now, we could judge them if we want to, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we are right because these people do have the option. They don't have to become parents, especially in a society that doesn't mandate or require parenthood anymore. Because if we look all around, what do we see? Emphasis is placed on single people, childless people, people who are not having children, people who choose not to have children, childless by choice. You know, that's what child-free means, that the person is choosing to be childless by choice. And society pretty much promote and condone this type of lifestyle. This is something that is very common in Western society. A lot of young people are choosing not to have children. They're entering their 30s with no children. And their 40s as they get older with no children. And that's perfectly fine if they choose not to have children. Now, one of the main reasons why people used to have children back in the days was to secure their future. Because they wanted these children to provide for them financially when they retired. When they became sick or old or they weren't able to take care of themselves anymore. But in this generation, we have a lot of options that are given to people. People know that they can use their money because they have money to invest. They have other sources of income besides their retirement. They can actually buy help. They can buy someone to help them, whether it's a paid nurse, whether they're living in a retirement community, or they're living in an independent living facility. They can actually prepare for their elderly stage when they get older by putting the money aside. So back in the days, people used to feel very insecure about their future if they didn't have any children to be there to take care of them. So that problem has been solved in modern times in terms of finances, in terms of services, in terms of people being available to help them because they can hire help. Okay. Now, the next reason why a lot of people choosing not to have children is parenthood has lost its high status. Society no longer considers parenthood as a viable and important identity. Parenthood is seen as, a, as, as the least glamorous lifestyle. Women are not praised, valued, and honored for their motherly roles anymore like they were in traditional cultures. Now, parenthood is seen as a duty, obligation, and task to be avoided as long as possible. Women have found alternative identities that give them high status. Okay, they have their careers, their positions, possession of material things, economic status, and social ranking. Fathers are no longer valued as head of the family who provide resources, security, and protection. Many of the services provided by parents were taken out of the home and child care and the child care industry was created to cater to these needs. Now, we don't need parents in the home anymore. We have babysitters, nannies, domestic workers, and helpers. Parents are no longer seen as valuable contributors to society and are blamed for all the problems that their children encounter without society taking any accountability for its negativity. It definitely takes a village to raise any child. Parents no longer have the support of the extended family and community to assist them. It becomes a burden and challenge to do the work all alone. That's 
One of the reasons why a lot of people are choosing to be child-free. Now, another reason why people want to be child-free is the lack of support. Most people are lacking the emotional, social, and physical support needed to raise healthy children. It's very difficult to deal with all the stressors of raising a child within a two-parent household without the assistance of the extended family, which included grandparents, siblings, cousins, and other helping other people helping with child care, household chores, and respite for the parents. This lack of support could discourage a lot of people from taking the responsibility of becoming parents. Okay, that lack of support is very serious. A lot of young people, they notice that, wait a minute, they're living away from their family, from their extended family. They're living away from their community and they won't have any support. So because of that, a lot of them are choosing not to have children. Now, stressful life. Society makes people focus on obtaining the path of least resistance. They are programmed and trained to seek life as stress-free as possible. The negative aspect of parenthood is always being presented in the media. Okay? They always show you that these parents are restricted and limited in their daily life choices and activities. They show you the hardship of parenthood. They show you the financial difficulties of parenthood. And it's very scary raising children right now because parents have to protect their children from sexual predators from human trafficking, from abusers. They have to live in chronic fear of something happening to their child. They fear not taking proper care of their child. They fear, they're afraid of seeing their child suffer. They're afraid that their child may resent them for being poor parents. Now, being a parent is presented as costly. It's a costly venture without no support or assistance. Parents are shown as people who are depressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, and overworked. These individuals may have witnessed their parents going through tough or rough times growing up, right? So parenthood is presented as a very stressful, stressful state. So because of that, a lot of people are scared to death of becoming parents because they really are not prepared to deal with that stress and they want to live as stress-free as possible. So having children is definitely a stressor. Parenthood is a stressful situation. So a lot of people are choosing not to have children because they want to avoid the stress. Now, toxic environment. Society is plagued with social, environment, and political problems that make it almost impossible to have children and raise them in a a healthy condition. We have high rates of violence, homicide, genocide, suicide, pollution, political corruption, sexual perversion, poverty, famine, diseases, and natural disasters. Most people are hesitant to bring a child into this type of world. I mean, that's something that's understandable. You know, a lot of people are thinking, wait a minute, I'm bringing my child into a toxic world, a very dysfunctional world, a crazy world. Why would I want to do that? So a lot of people who are intelligent, who are thinkers, who like to analyze things, they like to see the current situation and it's not really conducive 
to bring a child into the world. This is what they're thinking and these are some of the reasons why they don't just don't want to have children. Okay? Now, severe trauma. Society has become so chaotic and dysfunctional that many people are exposed to traumatic events such as domestic violence, sexual assault, abandonment, neglect, suffering, and pain. These individuals are so damaged psychologically and emotionally that they are not in the right headspace or mind space to provide any care for a child. Some individuals may develop mental and emotional health disorders due to their exposure to trauma. So we do have a lot of traumatized people. And because of that trauma, these people can't even imagine bringing a child into the world because they won't be able to take care of that child. They know that they're going to cause a lot of trauma to their children because of their own trauma. Okay. Now, poor parenting. Society has so many problems. They have so many problems that can prevent people from being a good parent. If a person had a bad experience with their own parents, this could lead them to not want to become a parent in the future. Some people see the struggles, difficulties, and hardship of raising children. So exposure to the negative aspect of parenting could definitely make them change their mind about having children or just prevent them from even thinking about having children. This is a sad situation where bad, toxic, or dysfunctional parents traumatize their children so bad it makes them don't even want to experience having a child or even go through a childhood with a child. Okay. The next reason why some people are choosing to be child-free, youthful orientation. Society promotes the youthful culture and lifestyle. There's basically an arrested state of development which prevents the youths of the society from growing up. Society has produced so many immature people they're not mentally and emotionally prepared to take the responsibility of parenthood. They're so self-centered and self-absorbed that they can't imagine nurturing and caring for another person. They lack the interpersonal communication skills needed to raise healthy children. This is something that we're seeing all over. All right. And another reason why people are choosing not to have any children, they're choosing to be child free. Hindonistic mindset. Society promotes younger people to become more hindonistic. They focus on having fun, pursuing pleasure, engaging in recreation activities and adventures. They do not learn the necessary skills to become self-sufficient and independent, which is needed to become a parent. The majority of people are all about self-pleasing. It's all about me, 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 what I can do, where I can go, how much fun I can have. This becomes the focus. So because of this hedonistic mindset, they can't even imagine bringing a child into the world. They just can't imagine it, which is fine because they're not prepared. We don't want anybody choosing to bring a child into the world if they don't want a child, if they are not fully capable to raise that child in a healthy way. That's just the facts. Continuing. Education opportunities. Society encourage educational pursuits in order to secure careers with opportunities to yield high income. People are inspired to get the highest level education, which requires a lot of time and sacrifice. So because a lot of people are pursuing educational degrees, 
in their younger days, they really don't put emphasis on getting married or starting a family. That is definitely one of the reasons why they don't really want to do it. And after obtaining their education degrees, their you know, their, their um, diplomas, uh, they really want to pursue a career. They don't really want to, to take the time out to focus on raising children, especially women, because they have to take the time to have the child, and then they have to take the time out to nurture and care for that child. Continuing, open dating. Society advocate for younger people to remain single and explore their dating options, which includes casual sex, meaningless hookups, open polyamorous relationships, group sex, pornography, and sexual addiction. The focus is not on settling down to have a family when they're exploring their relationship and sexual options. Now, being single and having fun becomes the priority. A lot of people, again, they're immature, you know, they're hedonistic. They're all about me, 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 and having fun. They want to date. They want to have sex. They want to have fun. They want to go out. They're not thinking about having children. And a child would definitely interfere with their lifestyle. Availability availability of birth control and abortion. Society has given people free and easy access to preventing a pregnancy or aborting a baby. They don't have to entertain having a child if it's not desired, if it's not convenient, planned, or beneficial. Right? This is something that in Western society that's openly available to women everywhere. Abortions and contraceptives. If you fail to prevent a pregnancy, you can end the pregnancy. This is an option. And that's why a lot of people are choosing to be child-free. Not because they haven't gotten pregnant, but a lot of them just chose not to keep the baby, right? This is an option that's available to them. Moving on, career development. Society places so much emphasis on securing a career and obtaining promotions. This may require an individual to focus primarily on their job without having time to invest anything outside of work. We see this all the time, especially for women, especially if they want to climb the corporate ladder. They got to put so much hours in. They got to work so many hours. They could be working 50, 60 hours a week and it'd be impossible for them to have a child. They don't have the time, the energy. They don't. They can't even put the effort in anything outside of work because they've given everything to work, okay? Failed relationships. Society doesn't provide any type of social support or incentive to help couples stay together in a healthy relationship. Excessive work hours, competitiveness between couples, lack of respect and unity, high rates of separation and divorce can prevent couples from having children because they don't want to end up as a single parent. Some people with a history of failed relationships find themselves alone without a compatible partner to have a child with. Okay? Some people are actually practicing involuntary celibacy, meaning that they're not having sex to even have a child because they don't have a a partner. They don't have a mate. So a lot of people, due to failed relationships, are alone. They have no mate to even consider having a child. And that's the reason why they're choosing to be child-free because they don't want to be a single parent. It's a great idea. Don't have a child if you're going to be a single parent. Now, financial problems. Society has not reduced the cost of living and people are having a hard time providing their basic needs. So many individuals have no medical insurance, house, and food security. 
there are basically they're they're not stable okay this instability makes it difficult to have a family and provide for this family it's very difficult if you don't know where your next meal is going to come from you don't know how you're going to pay your house you don't know how you're going to get medical care if you get sick how can you bring a child into the world a lot of people are, are facing these financial problems right now, especially in the time we live in. So it's very difficult to even think about having a child. A lot of people say, no, I can't afford to have a child. I can't afford to take care of myself. How am I going to take care of a child? Drug and alcohol addiction. Society makes drugs and alcohol available for consumption. Prescription and illegal drugs are everywhere and they're normalized. This leads to addiction and dependency, which creates serious complications, right? Because of this addiction, people can have dysfunctional behaviors, social withdrawal and isolation, medical problems, mental and emotional health issues. So if a person's active addiction, of course they're not going to have a child because the focus is on their addiction. They're worried about where they're going to get their next hit. They're going to, you know, get the drugs, get the alcohol. They want to have fun. They're not focused on having babies, especially being so unstable in their active addiction, okay? Now, misconception of overpopulation. Society has provided false information about the world being a very congested place, okay? They lied about the world being crowded. People are manipulated into believing that bringing a child into the world will contribute to this population explosion, which will lead to overconsumption of natural resources. In fact, the world is not overpopulated in many Western countries to include Asia are suffering from underpopulation. Underpopulation meaning that they have falling birth rates or zero replacement rates, meaning there there are more deaths than there are births. More people are dying and not enough people are being born. The indigenous melanated cultures are seeing the highest growth rate, but these countries have the space and resources to potentially accommodate their growing population. Unfortunately, their natural resources, labor, and creativity are being exploited by Western countries. This is the problem. So we're not suffering from overpopulation. There is no such thing as overpopulation. Now, there's overcrowding in particular places especially in the cities, a lot of people are coming seeking work. They're leaving the rural areas, the agricultural areas. And those places are pretty much isolated. They're pretty much zero population in those areas. We have a lot of areas where people are not living anymore. They're migrating out of these agricultural areas into the cities, trying to find work. And those areas are overcrowded. But the world itself is not overpopulated because we have plenty of space and plenty of resources to feed the world population. Unfortunately, those resources are being dominated by 1% of the world population. Now, there are some of the questions the people who choose to be child-free may ask. Let's talk about it. There are some questions. Let's talk about the questions that these people who choose to be child-free may be asking. Okay? You don't have a natural instinct to want children, especially if you're a woman. Right? This is the question these people are being asked. You don't have a natural instinct to want children? When a person say that they don't want any children, that's the first thing that people ask them. You don't have a natural instinct to want children. 
Now, most people do have a natural instinct to want children, but we do have some people, including women, who don't want to have a child, even if they do have the natural instinct to want a child, but they can choose not to do it because it is a choice. The other other question there are asked, are you afraid of having children? Are you afraid of some people who are child-free are afraid of having children? That's the reason why they choose not to have children. They're afraid of the responsibility. They're afraid of the obligation. They're afraid of the duty. They're afraid of being responsible for another human being's life. They're afraid that they won't be able to provide emotionally or mentally or even financially. Yes, they do have a lot of fears. That's the reason why they're not having kids. What's wrong with you that makes you don't want to have children? A lot of people assume that people who choose to be child-free, something is wrong with them. Now, so obviously, some of these people may have problems, but not everyone who choose to be child-free have a problem. Some of them just make a choice. They don't want to reproduce, and which is perfectly fine. Everybody, Everyone has that option available. You don't have to get pregnant. You don't have to get somebody else pregnant. You don't have to, right? Don't you imagine how your child would be? If a person choose not to have a child, why would they even contemplate or even conceive how their child would be? And if they did imagine that, it's okay. They could. Just because they imagined them having a child don't mean they actually have to have one. It could just be a product of their imagination. It could be okay for them to entertain that in their minds and not actually bring it into reality. Why do you give yourself Why don't you give yourself a chance? You would make a great parent. A lot of people say that to people who don't want to have kids. Why don't you give yourself a chance? You would be a great parent. But obviously that person could be a great parent if they choose to, but they're choosing not to. And in other cases, people are being responsible by not having children because they knew that they would be a horrible parent. They know that they lack the skills, the patience, the nurturing, the love. You know, they lack, you know, all the things that they need to be a healthy parent. So they're choosing not to bring a child into the world to suffer. Don't you miss having a child of your own? Some people prefer to adopt children. Some people prefer to enter a relationship with people who have children. They just don't want to have their own biological children. They don't mind being around children. They don't mind dealing with children, but they don't want to bring children into the world that is biologically related to them for whatever reason. Do you ever grieve for the child you would never have? Of course, some parents, some people who choose not to be parents will grieve that child they will never have because maybe that's something that they do want inside, but they know that they're not able to do it because of circumstance, because of the situation or because of who and what they are at that time. And they may grieve that, that potential of having a child or the possibility of having a child. They could. Do your life feel empty and incomplete without a child? Some people do feel like something is missing, but yet, you know, they proceed and they go on and they continue with their lives. They don't have to have a child to feel complete or to feel fulfilled. They have other things in their life that make them feel that way. While other people may have to live with that emptiness, they may have to live with that sense of, you know, they just not fulfilled. They just have to live with it because that is part of the choice that they're making. Now, who's going to take care of you when you get sick or old? A lot of people do 
ask this question to the people who choose to be child free. Now, who's going to take care of you when you get old? Now, unfortunately, a lot of children don't take care of their parents. So just because they have a child doesn't automatically guarantee that that child will be available to care for them or that child even want to care for them or that child will even be around to care for them. So it's absolutely a chance that's taken. Not all parents are automatically taken care of by their children. And as well as there are other options available to them. They can have relatives take care of them, nieces and nephews. They can have paid care uh, takers that they pay to take care of them. You know, they have different options available. Do you know that you won't have anyone to continue your personal genetic legacy? Yes, that is definitely a chance that people take. They know that once they choose not to have a child, that their own personal genetic legacy will die with them. That is something that they're willing to do. Now, this is, again, a choice, all right? They don't want their genetic legacy to continue. That is the choice they're making, and that's perfectly fine. And some people, maybe their genetic legacy shouldn't be continued, especially if they have a lot of intergenerational trauma. They have a lot of mental and emotional health issues that they personally don't want to pass down to their children. Again, this is a choice, a personal choice. The government is not making that choice. The medical industry is not making that choice. That individual is making that choice for themselves. So it's perfectly fine. Do you feel guilty or sad for depriving your parents of not having a grandchild? That is definitely a main concern. A lot of parents are upset because their children choose not to give them a grandchild. I mean, that is considered selfish by some people, but it is their choice. They don't have to. They don't necessarily have to give their parents a grandchild. They're not obligated to do that. It is a choice, right? So these are some of the questions that people who choose to be child-free may be asked, all right? Continuing, now we're going to deal with people who are childless. Let's deal with that, the people who are childless. In more traditional and indigenous cultures, having a child is a natural expectation because it's necessary for the continuation of the human race and in the individual genetic legacy. However, when someone in these societies choose not to have children, this can be problematic. They are called negative names and placed in derogatory categories such as the the following. So in indigenous culture, okay, when you go to a black or brown country and you're talking about you don't want to have kids, it's a problem. It's a problem because these indigenous cultures, this is the rule. This is the norm. This is mandatory. That is part of their culture belief. This is part of their religious belief. This is part of their family belief. So let's talk about what happens when a couple decides or an individual decides they don't want to have kids because they live in the culture that makes it mandatory to have kids. The first thing they're called is anti-family. Okay. They are labeled anti-family. They are accused of not agreeing to contribute to the continuation of the family unit, which is the foundation of a healthy community. They're not playing a vital role in supporting the family values, order, structure, and hierarchy. This is what they're accused of. People call them anti-family. 
antisocial. They're accused of not conforming to social norms, which requires the perpetuation of life by becoming a parent. They're not being productive or contributing or being a contributing citizen of that society by choosing not to have children. They're called immature. They are accused of being childish for not taking on the roles and responsibilities of an adult. Having children is seen as graduation into adulthood in the rite of passage, still considered to be a state of childhood until a child is conceived, right? So in some of these countries, people are still considered to be in a state of childhood if they're not becoming a parent, if they're not conceiving a child. They still are seen as a child instead of seeing be as, instead of being seen as a full-fledged adult, okay? They're accused of being selfish. They're accused of being self-centered for not becoming family-orientated and a team player. It's believed that these individuals are too selfish to share their time, money, and energy with a child. They are judged for not having any consideration for the greater community or collective good. They are seen as being rebellious They're accused of trying to be a rebel and being defiant in their communities for not going along with old customs and traditions of continuing one's genetic legacy and family bloodline. They're seen as being crazy. They're accused of being mentally unstable and engaging in dysfunctional behavior because of not agreeing to become a parent. It can't be conceived why someone with a sane mind could conceive of not having a child. They say, you gotta be crazy not to want a child. This is what they're labeled as. They're labeled as an outcast. They are no longer considered a valuable member of the family and community without children. They are a source of shame and embarrassment to their families. They will be denied certain social privilege and benefits. They're going to not be invited to particular events and activities. They're going to be unable to identify, associate, or connect with with their peers and family members who have children. Basically, they're going to be outcast. They're going to be cut off because they don't have any children. Now, they also see these people who are child-free as not having a sense of purpose. They're accused of living meaningless and superficial lives that have no sense of purpose. It's believed that having children gives individuals a greater sense of purpose and bring value to their lives. They're accused of being cursed. They're accused of belonging to a family bloodline that has been cursed to not have children or be able to reproduce. They are made to feel guilty for being child-free. Society believes wanting to have children is a blessing and a sign of wealth in a family. If someone doesn't want to become a parent, their genetic lineage will cease to exist, which is seen as a condemnation of an entire generation, right? Now, these are the burdens that people or couples who choose not to have children, who choose to be child-free. These are the things that they go through. They get accused of all these things. Now, some people, depends on where they live, they may have a little harder than others. Some people, they may just say a little thing and that's it. Other people may be completely cut off, completely cut off, okay? Let's continue. 
There's a big difference between being childless and child-free. Child-free is the condition where an individual, male or female, deliberately choose not to have a child for whatever reason. Childless is a state when an individual wants to have a child but is unable to conceive after trying. Let's discuss some of the following reasons why this can happen. Let's talk about why people are childless. Not child-free. Child-free is a choice. Childless is not having an option. You basically can't have kids. Now, why? Infertility. There's a medical problem that prevents this person from conceiving, carrying a pregnancy to term, and delivering a viable child. Couples are diagnosed with infertility after trying to conceive using unprotected and frequent sex for one year without any successful pregnancy. Infertility could be caused by some of these factors in male or female, right? Menopause. Now, any woman can go into menopause. It can start between the age of 35 to 55, okay? Some people can have early menopause before the age of 40, or they can have regular menopause. Now, menopause basically prevents a woman from becoming pregnant. So a woman could be infertile. She can't have any kids because she's going to early menopause or she's just going to regular menopause. Hormonal and ovulation problems. They can have too much hormones or they can have not enough hormone, right? Now, infertility increases with age in females by the age of 37 and 40 by the age of 40 for males, right? So after 37, most women may have some type of infertility problem in Western society, okay? And most men by the age of 40 will have lower number of quality sperm after the age of 40, and that may compromise their fertility. The absence of menstrual and irregular periods. If a woman is having no periods, or she's having irregular periods that can cause infertility. Genetic defect and disease can also cause infertility. Problem with the sperm and eggs interaction. If female's immune system recognizes the sperm as a foreign object and attacks it, her body develops antibodies to the sperm, killing it, right? That could be a reason why some people have infertility. Consuming alcohol and drugs. People who use marijuana, caffeine, nicotine, prescription, recreation, over-the-counter medicine. These medicines can cause infertility. Medical health problems. People have diabetes, thyroids, mumps, and other conditions. Infrequent sexual intercourse. If you have sex once a year, of course, you may not get pregnant. You have sex once every three months, maybe you're not going to get pregnant. So that could be a cause of infertility, the lack of sexual intercourse. Long history of birth control usage. Somebody's been using the hormonal pill, implant, patches, shot, and IUD. Using some of these birth control methods suppress ovulation, thicken the cervical mucus, and stop menstrual cycle. It takes several months to years for the female body to return to normal. So that could be one of the reasons why a lot of women can't have kids, okay? Medications, the medications, high blood pressure, okay? Steroids and other medicines can stop fertility. Untreated sexually transmitted diseases. Person have chlamydia, gonorrhea, and HIV. Now these transmitted diseases can cause infertility. 
IUDs can cause pelvic inflammatory disease, which can cause infections that can spread to the fallopian tube, causing inflammation, scarring, and blockage. This prevents the eggs from traveling to the uterus, leading to etopic pregnancies. All right. Now, uterine problems. People have endometriosis, tumors, fibroids, or pelvic inflammatory disease. Okay, they can have fallopian tube blockage and damage. Previous abortions and miscarriages. A person who had a previous abortion and miscarriage could have caused some medical damage to their bodies. Because of that, they have infertility. Surgical removal of uterus, fallopian tubes, and ovaries. Some people, they surgically remove their ovaries and they don't even know it. They had a hysterectomy, remove their uterus, and they don't even know it. This was going on in the United States in the 1930s and 40s. There were Move removing you the uterus and ovaries of black women, Native American women, and other women of color without their permission. And they didn't even know they were infertile. After they had a baby, they they went in there and they performed a whole hysterectomy on them. So this is something that happened and it's still happening. It also happened in so-called third world countries with other indigenous women and women of color. Damage to and injuries to sexual organs, right? That can cause infertility. Treatment for cancer, the exposure to radiation and chemotherapy, that causes infertility. Sexual problems, men have premature ejaculation. Testicle problems, enlarged veins, small testicles, and swelling in the scrotum. Abnormal sperm production or function. Exposure to excessive heat for males, right? These men are going in the sauna, the hot tub. They're riding bikes all day. All these things are raising the body temperature. They're having a negative effect on sperm production. Exposure to environmental toxins, chemicals, and pollutants, such as pesticides, cigarettes, smoking, and others. Excessive weight, overweight, or obesity. And underweight, restrictive diet and eating disorder, such as anorexia and bulimia. Excessive exercise, strenuous Intensive and prolonged workout, weightlifting and marathons. All these things can cause infertility. This is a serious problem, right? And a lot of people don't know that they have some of these problems. So if you're thinking about having a child and you cannot have a child, maybe one of these reasons are causing your infertility problem. Now let's look at possible options for infertile couples. Fertility medication. A doctor can prescribe fertility drugs for both male and female to help achieve a pregnancy, increase sperm production in males, and stimulate ovulation in females. Medication. A doctor can prescribe medication for infections in the reproductive organs that can cause infertility, such as sexually transmitted disease and pelvic inflammatory disease, medication for problems with erections and or ejaculation, hormonal medication for treatment with hormone problems, either they have high hormones or low hormones. Now, surgical treatment. A doctor can perform specific surgeries to correct medical conditions of the sexual organs, problem in the uterus, whether they have fibroids, endometriosis, they can unblock fallopian tubes and scrotum, right? That's surgical treatment. Medical procedures. A doctor can perform different medical procedures to help ensure a pregnancy. This medical intervention is known as assisted reproductive technology, ART, 
A-R-T. There are many options based on the cause of the infertility. What are the options for ART? For assisted reproductive technology. That's in vitro fertilization, IVF. This medical procedure involves taking an egg from the female and sperm from the male to combine them together in a laboratory. Once conception is achieved, the new embryo will be implanted in the female uterus for the continuation of the pregnancy. That is IVF. The other one is intrauterine insemination. This medical procedure involves taking sperm from a male and removing the seminal fluid to insert it directly into the uterine cavity of the female. The next one is we have is called gamete entrophilopian transfer, GIF. This medical procedure involves taking the eggs and sperm out of the body to implant them into the fallopian tube for fertilization. Also, the eggs can be fertilized by the sperm before it is transferred to the fallopian tube. Now we have sperm, eggs, or embryo donation. This medical procedure involves taking a donated sperm or eggs to use during the intro, uh, in vitro fertilization process. A female can get a sperm donate from a selected male or sperm bank. Uh, an infertile couple can get both sperm and eggs donated from another couple or from an embryo bank to be implanted in the female's uterus. Now, they can get a surrogacy. A surrogacy. This procedure involves a female who decides to allow her uterus to be used to carry another infertile couple's child. Also, gay or single males who want to conceive a child without having a relationship with a woman can also use a female surrogate to carry their child. Okay? Now, they can use a donated egg along with their sperm to conceive a child. They can also use frozen embryos from a donor in order to have a child. Okay? Now, there are so many options available out here for people who are experiencing infertility. They basically just have to find a good fertility doctor. Now, there are other things that they can do. Let's talk about some of the things that people can do to help increase their fertilities. Because now we're talking about people who are childless who want to have children. Now, alternative medicine. There are other alternative sources of treatment for infertility. We have ac- we have acupuncture. A lot of people go to acupuncture in order for them to conceive, right? Hypnosis, help overcome mental and emotional barriers to conceiving. We have herbal supplements and plant medicine, wound healing, massage and realignment, avoiding environmental pollutants such as toxic chemicals and radiation, avoid certain physical activities, strenuous exercise, excessive masturbation, running marathons, and wearing tight clothes for men. Pacific exercise and fitness programs. If you're obese and underweight, strenuous, and you're doing strenuous exercise and marathons, you have to avoid certain Pacific exercise. Special diets. You know, if you want to conceive, you can have a special diet. Special diet, which includes Pacific minerals and vitamins. Right? Avoid drugs, alcohol, nicotine, and caffeine. 
trauma release therapy to help relax you. Chakra balancing, stress reduction, relaxation, yoga and meditation, prayer and spirituality, counseling and support group. Right? These are the things that you definitely can do to help yourself increase your fertility. Now, adoption. Some couples agree to stop trying to conceive their own biological child and adopt a baby or an infant or toddler. Some of the children can come from foster care, adoption agencies, or orphanage. Now, people who are childless can go through some difficult times. It can be very stressful to deal with wanting a child and being unable to conceive or carry a child to term. Let's review some of the negative impact of having to undergo this experience. Right? This could be a very challenging moment for people who can't have children. It's not that easy. Some people lay down and have babies. Some people have to go through a whole process, a whole procedure. Let's talk about some of the things that they go through. Their self-esteem. They may have self-esteem problems. Negative impact on self-esteem. Feeling worthless and not good enough. Feel like damaged good. Feeling cursed, targeted, or unlucky. They have a lot of negative self-talk. Self-blame, feeling somehow it's their fault why pregnancy is not happening. Feel guilty for past actions and ashamed for being infertile. Feeling like something is wrong, even though there's no medical problems for the infertility. Females are blamed in the majority of the cases, even though males can also be infertile. Feeling embarrassed and uncomfortable to masturbate to collect sperm samples because these guys have to give sperm samples when they go to a fertility doctor. So how do they get the sperm? They have to go masturbate and that could be very uncomfortable for a man. Being disappointed and frustrated going through the process of dealing with infertility. Having fears and phobias about the future and the unknown. Afraid of being rejected by partner. The lack of support by your partner or being abandoned by your partner, separating, divorcing, or possibly having your partner cheat. So there's a lot of issues around the relationship when a couple go through infertility. Even though they're going through it together, they may not stay together throughout the process. A lot of couples may end up separating, divorcing, or they may end up cheating on their partners because of different reasons, okay? It's very important that we understand the struggle, the hardship, and the problems that infertile couples go through. Now, dealing with telling others about the infertility. I mean, it's very stressful to tell people that you're infertile, that you can't have kids, right? The shame and embarrassment that comes from others. You know, you have family members and friends laughing and joking and making fun of you or blaming you. That's a problem. Feeling powerless and hopeless after trying everything and not getting favorable results. Feeling angry and upset for having to deal with this problem. Chronic anxiety. Feeling anxious, nervous, and distressed. Becoming obsessive with becoming pregnant and having a child. Experiencing impatience while going through infertility treatment that repeatedly failed. Having to change the lifestyle, plans, and schedule to accommodate infertility treatment. 
Dealing with the medical procedures that are painful, uncomfortable, and disturbing with side effects and complications. We have invasive testing, masturbation on demand for sperm, and it's just a lot of tension between the couples. Sexual stress and dysfunction. Sex becomes a routine, predictable, and medicalized. Time sex for ovulation and fertile timing. Lack of desire, arousal, erectile dysfunction, and premature ejaculation. These are some of the things that men go through who are experiencing infertility. Financial problems. Infertility treatment can be very expensive and the loss of work time without compensation. Going into debt to borrow money for treatment. Some people have to get a loan or use their credit cards. Create conflict and tension in the relationship. Negative coping style. Avoidance. No communication. Suppression of emotions. People go through a lot. Grieving from pregnancy, loss, failed implantation, miscarriage, and stillbirth. Failed implantation. That means that the baby that they put in the uterus, it didn't grow. Okay, the baby died, and that's called a miscarriage. And, or sometimes the baby is born, but the baby's born dead. This is very traumatic for the mother and the father. Choosing sperm and egg donors or pregnancy surrogate. Now, that's a very difficult choice to make, trying to find someone that can donate to you eggs or sperm or someone that's willing to carry your child. Deciding to stop fertility treatment and making future plans. I mean, these are some of the difficulties that people who are experiencing infertility go through. I, I don't have time to go through everything. So I'm, I'm trying to bring out most of the things that these individuals have to experience. It's not an easy thing. All right? It's not an easy thing. Now, let's talk about what can people do who want to have children? What can they do to to kind of prevent infertility. Now, some people are infertile and they have no idea why. Then they go through the tests and they've done all the medical exams and, you know, all the all the, the uh, medical checkups. They've done everything and they can't find a reason for their infertility. So let's talk about things that we can do to find out. Because if you are a person that wants to be a parent, you want to have children, it's very important that you start at a young age, start finding out what's happening with your fertility. So it's important to get a fertility evaluation, right? A doctor will review your health history and conduct a complete health examination. And females, a pelvic exam will be conducted to make sure all sexual organs are working properly. Ovaries, Philippian tubes, cervix, and uterus, and ultrasound and Pacific x-ray can be used. They're going to check for proper ovulation and normal hormonal levels. Males will get a physical exam along with sperm analysis. It is reported that 80% of infertile couples are due to ovulation problems, blockage in fallopian tubes, or sperm problem. In 15% of couples, there's no medical reason for infertility, right? So obviously, if if we have 80% of fertility are caused by ovulation problem, blockage in the fallopian tube, it's very important for ladies to check their fertility at a young age. Don't wait until your 30s, ladies. You want to have children in your 30s have a complete fertility evaluation. 
right? Now provide good self-care. It's important to provide good self-care to have overall good health, which can prevent certain factors that can cause infertility. Get proper sleep, proper hydration, well-balanced diet, appropriate exercise, sunlight, and fresh air. These things will improve your health, which will in turn increase your fertility. Avoid smoking, drinking, alcohol, and using drugs. It's been scientifically proven these things contribute to infertility in both males and females. Smoking causes ovaries to age and eggs to deplete prematurely. Smoking causes higher rates of miscarriage and atopic pregnancies. Smoking can decrease sperm count in men. Alcohol has been proven to increase the risk of ovulation disorder. So obviously, if you want to have some babies, avoid smoking, drinking, alcohol, and using drugs. Preventive medical care. It's important to get regular annual medical checkup or regular sexual health screening to prevent medical complications that could happen from untreated medical conditions. These these things can contribute to infertility. Right? This is all about prevention. Regular sexual intercourse. It's important to have regular sexual intercourse in your relationship to increase the probability of getting pregnant, especially the days before and after ovulation. Some females can predict these few days when fertility is more likely in order for them to engage in sexual intercourse. Some females use ovulation tests to help them identify these days, right? So you want to have some babies and you don't know when you ovulating, go buy some of these ovulation tests. They'll tell you exactly when you're more likely to be ovulating, then you can go ahead on and have sex, okay? Reduction of stress. is important to find ways to deal with stress in order to prevent being stressed out. Overwhelmed and frustrated. Adopting positive coping skills can contribute to a healthier lifestyle, which can cause an increased chance of conceiving. Avoid hormonal birth controls, right? Try to avoid them if you can. Get rid of IUDs and avoid surgical abortion. These these things can cause hormonal ovulation problems leading to infertility. Also, surgical abortions can increase the risk of scarring of the inner lining of the uterus, which can cause difficulty in getting pregnant. Avoid environmental toxins, right? It's been proven that some chemicals found in regular household products, solvent in certain water-based paint, varnish, thinner, and stain, flame retardant used in sulfur mattress carpet padding. These are basic things, all right, that we use around the house all the time that can have certain toxins in it that prevent Fertility, right? Now, some of these basic things that we use all the time, antibacterial soap, shampoos, toothpaste, dishwashing liquids, they can contain these these, uh, chemicals which can cause hormonal problems, right? BPA, a chemical found in plastic used for water bottles, lining of aluminum cans for food, and microwave food containers can lead to infertility. Senate laundry detergents and health and beauty items, they are also the cause of infertility problems. Nonstick pans containing chemicals may have a link to reproductive problems. Other toxins in the environment, such as metals, lead, mercury, pesticides, herbicides, pesticides, are creating problems for couples to conceive. 
Men who rest the laptop computers on their laps have been proven to have higher scrotal temperatures, which can increase sperm, which can decrease sperm production. Avoid higher temperatures. Males should practice avoiding being exposed to higher temperatures to prevent infertility. All right, we can go on and on and on. But if you are interested in preserving and protecting your fertility, please invest some time, do some research. I present a lot of information. So if you want to have children, please protect your fertility. If you don't want to have children, it's okay. You don't have to. And don't allow anybody to force convert or influence you to do so because maybe you don't need to have kids. Thank you very much.